Welcome to the podcast, Winning After Addiction and Indictment. I'm your host, Steve Cloward, and I'm glad you're here. We're going to talk about addiction, indictment, federal prison, and so much more. After a decade addicted to opiates, time in federal prison, I hope I can inspire you to fight through the battle you're facing in your life today. Steve Cloward with Winning After the Fall podcast, and I hope you're all having a fantastic day. This past weekend was Thanksgiving, and spent a lot of great time with my family. In fact, I know my wife went to, uh, I think, a movie four days in a row. I, I went to three different movies, so I was there three of the four. Uh, the day I missed, she went with my daughter and, and daughter-in-law. And one of the nights we went with the entire family on Thanksgiving, that's a tradition we have in our family, uh, to go to a movie. And we had a great time. We saw Knives Out. It was a great movie. Um, but I also saw on, I believe it was Saturday night, the new Mr. Rogers uh, movie, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. And the things that, the kind of the message from that movie is what I wanted to talk about today because... It really got me thinking. Um, I had no idea what to expect from this movie. I didn't know really what it was about. I had no intention of seeing it. And, and my wife and I like to go to movies regularly. And on Thanksgiving, uh, I heard somebody at my in-laws went up there for Thanksgiving, um, our feast on Thanksgiving, talk about it. And in fact, my in-laws said a neighbor had called and told them about it and how great it was. And, you know, basically everybody in the theater was choked up and crying and yada yada. So I got out my app on Fandango and just kind of read some of the reviews. And, you know, I saw Rotten Tomatoes was like, I don't know, I think 96% and the fans were like 93%. So like, dang, I usually go off the fans because I don't look at movies uh, the way the critics do. I look at it, I don't go and evaluate the storyline and the acting, that's not what I'm looking to do. I mean, if it's really horrible, then yeah, I definitely don't like that. But I, I go there for 100% for entertainment, just to get away, not think about business, not think about life, and just be present and hanging out and enjoying the time with who I'm at the movie with, typically, which is my wife. And <clears throat> But all the reviews were positive for the most part. I didn't find much negative, so I thought, wow, okay. So we went. Now, I'll tell you, it was a little slow, um, but it needed to be in order to show and portray how Fred Rogers was. Um, I'm old enough that I do remember Mr. Rogers, and I did watch it on TV. Uh, but I didn't really understand what he was doing when I was a kid. And he was always teaching lessons. And the thing that really impacted me, there's two things that really, really impacted me from this movie. And the number one thing was just how incredibly present... Mr. Rogers was any time he spoke to or was with somebody. It's like nobody else existed in that room. Um, he, he asked questions. He was so present. He remembered names. He remembered spouses' names, babies' names, etc. And <clears throat> that really struck me. And not to give you too much about the movie or spoil it, I haven't seen it, but it's about a writer who does a story on Mr. Rogers and some things that this writer's holding on to that makes him a pretty bitter person. In fact, his reputation in the industry is that he's kind of a jerk. And as he meets Mr. Rogers and goes through the experience of dealing with him, Mr. Rogers helps him see some things that he hadn't 
hadn't seen. And he was a very angry man. And it's because of some things that happened in a relationship with his father that he just wouldn't let go of. I don't know about you, but I've been angry at others before. And I had a situation where I was really angry at somebody, two people, when I went through an experience in my life that and I ended up in federal prison. And so <clears throat> this gentleman in the movie, uh, his last name, Mr. Vogel, we'll call him. I don't remember his first name, uh, but Vogel, he couldn't let go and forgive his dad for some pain he had caused him. And because of that, that affected his marriage. It affected other relationships, how he treated other people. And Mr. Rogers was able to see this and kind of, you know, help navigate him through it as you'll see through the movie. And the thing that I realized when I experienced something similar in many ways where I was holding on to something was I was miserable. I was stuck in victim mentality. I was unhappy, depressed even, until I realized that whether I was guilty or not, I've done many things in my life that could have put me in jail um, through my addiction to opiates, which is another story for another day, some of you may know. But in this conspiracy to commit mortgage fraud case I was thrown into because my appraisal firm, guys in my office did appraisals, I truly believe I wasn't guilty of conspiring to commit mortgage fraud or conspiring with others involved uh, to create a crime. But that's neither here nor there. But I was so angry at the individual involved that was kind of the kingpin, you know, in kind of prison and, and terms of a case, that I was freaking just depressed as hell, mad at the world, and I was unhappy as hell. And until about two months into my prison, you know, time in prison, until I was able to forgive and say, okay, regardless of guilt or not, set that aside. I knew this person was kind of manipulative and pushing, pushing us and pushing other appraisers who came in way higher than my guys' appraisals. Um, but I had to forgive him because I still made the choice to engage See, I'm a big believer that every single thing we have in our lives is 100% a direct result of decisions we've made in the past, good or bad, okay? There's no outcome that we have that someone else is responsible for. So as I started to process and look at things and evaluate the situation, as soon as I took ownership that I was in there because of choices I made, to do business, continue to do business, regardless of when I cut it off and tried to kind of see what was wrong and send a letter to the state, that, it doesn't matter. I still had to own where I was at. And that was tough. And so I had to forgive him, even if I didn't own it myself, I still need to forgive. Otherwise, we're gonna be like Mr. Vogel and be unhappy and continue to be miserable in life, which then reflects onto others and how we treat them. So once I forgave myself, once Vogel forgave himself, you could just, I could feel a peace. Something just changed inside of me. And the way I was able to do that not only was by thinking of it and processing it and, and realizing what was going on, but ask myself, 
you know, what's going on? So Vogel is looking at himself and Mr. Rogers points out what was going on in your dad's life that caused him to do what he did that hurt you. See, we oftentimes, most often, have no idea. We don't know what's happening in others' lives for them to treat us the way they do or to act the way they do. So until we've truly walked in their shoes and experienced what they experienced, who are we to judge? Who are we to continue to hold on and be angry? Because truly, we're not hurting them if we don't forgive and move on. We're hurting ourselves. We can't forgive others until we forgive and love ourselves. So as Mr. Vogel did, went through the process, he was able to see that and things shifted and changed, of course. And it changed the dynamic of his relationship with his father, but also with his wife and with him as an individual and the way he felt inside. So letting go is important and you're not going to be able to feel the happiness that every single one of us deserves until you can let go and forgive other people, especially yourself. So take a look at your situation. Is there something you're holding on to? Is there someone you're unhappy with and, you know, holding resentments or anger toward? Take a look at it. Find it in your heart to forgive. Even if they don't reciprocate or, or acknowledge that they, you know, hurt you, that's hard. But if you're the bigger person and do that, you'll find it is, it will, it's almost, you'll be freed in a sense. It's hard to explain, but you'll feel a difference. It'll feel like a weight's been lifted off your shoulders. And like I said, it doesn't matter if they, uh, you know, accept your apology for, or not apology, accept that you forgive them uh, because they may not even feel like they harmed you or, or did you wrong or hurt you, whatever the case was. Uh, but you've got to go into situations when you're forgiving others in a way where you expect nothing from them. Because if you do, you're setting yourself up to just spiral back right to where you've been. So if you're authentic and true about forgiving someone, it will not matter at all how they respond. So take a look at your situation. What can you do to have forgiveness in your life? Because I don't know about you, but I'm pretty harsh, I'm, I'm critical, and I judge others. I'm guilty of that, there's no doubt. And what's happening when I do that is I'm really just judging myself for my insecurities. And so there's a lot of work I'm doing. I'm still working on, you know, freeing myself from kind of some bonds that I have still, you know, holding me back. So try to forgive those in your life that may have hurt you. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter how bad they hurt you. I know some people will be listening to, to this and say, well, yeah, but they didn't experience this or they didn't experience that. I mean, it could be, you know, abuse, physical, sexual, as a child, with, you know, somebody you knew, didn't know, relative, whatever. I can't imagine the hurt that that would cause. But I'm promising you, if you can find it in your heart to forgive, you'll be helping you, and it truly has nothing to do with them. If you can do it sincerely, 
and not expect a thing back in return from them. So one other thing that Mr. Rogers talked about in the movie I wanted to point out is, you know, he seemed like such a nice, nice, nice guy. It was like he's perfect. But he admitted, hey, no, man, I still get mad. I get frustrated. People make me mad. And he, you know, gave examples and that he used with the kids, I'm sure, and which he, he shared in the movie. And he'd just go pound on the keyboard on the piano and to let out some of that frustration. So find what it is that is your stress reliever. I know as a kid growing up, I had a, an RM80 dirt bike and nothing better than if I was pissed off at something, I'd get on that thing and I'd go raise some hell and tear those mountains up. Uh, and it was a blast. And by the end, man, I felt good. So find something that you can do, whether it's working out, running, pounding on the keyboards, you know, going and screaming, whatever it is, let it go. Because we're only hurting ourselves. I hope you all have a great day and a fantastic week. Be safe. This is Steve with Winning After the Fall. If you know someone that needs to hear this, share it with them. Send them a text, a DM, an email, or share it on social media. Tag me in your Instagram stories, and also go over to iTunes. Keep the reviews coming to help strangers find the show.